What a weird, wonderful, interesting situation we find ourselves in, boys, recording a podcast from three separate locations. I know. Cat Cat, back for another week. Rick, Dan and Mark, how are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Good. That's what lockdown does Making to you, though. Making through lockdown okay? Yeah, well, it hasn't changed for me much. I'm still an essential worker, so I'm out there doing my thing. What about you? I'm just trying at this point not to talk over you, too. Well, come on, Mark. What have you been doing all week? Well, I've been waiting for lockdown to end, but I feel like we may as well tell the audience where we're talking from. So I'm currently at Belair. Yeah, well, I'm all the way in Aldinga. Where are you, Mark? I mean, fucking, what's your name, Rick? Forgotten your name already. I'm just at my lovely new home in Blackwood Park. Good one. All right, well, I wanted to address something that happened uh, a couple of days ago. We uh, dropped a little video on our old talk, as you like to call it. And uh, do you want to take it over from here, Rick? What, what happened? What the, what the girls said about us? Oh, I think they were probably a little bit rough. I'm, I'm assuming there was probably some, I don't know, ungroomed, potentially uninterested with their own appearance type women out there that were just getting upset that, you know, we gave, we gave the male point of view. Um, and a lot of people out there agreed with us as well, actually. But, no, we were getting a little bit slaughtered. Yeah, I think 8,300 people agreed with us from last time I checked. Um, but, yeah, they were getting a bit upset that they think that shaved uh, women come across as little girls. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in my whole dating history, I reckon 95% of the women I've been with have been shaved. Would that be the same for you guys? Well, the first thing I'd like to say is, do these women think it's like the 1970s or something? Like, this is 2020, pretty sure every girl at this stage shaves. And if you don't, you need to sort that shit out, like straight away. Well, they were, compla- right. they were complaining about the money. They said it was too hard and it got prickly the next day. <clears throat> that was what one girl said. Another one. Yeah, that's why you work. Well, they said it's too expensive. They didn't want to. But, I mean, we weren't even telling them to do anything. Like, we were just giving our preferences. And then, you know, the, the comments, it was meant to be guys giving their opinions. 90% of the comments were women jumping in there going, how dare you tell us what to do? One, we didn't tell you to do anything at all. We didn't tell you to do anything. We weren't asking you to date us. And then they started calling us pedophiles. And I was like, hang on a second, that's a bit rough. Um, and how are you going to make other girls feel that get laser and are now forever bold down there because that's their personal preference. Don't you think that's a bit rough for girls to be calling other girls children? Well, I, I think something that we've got to remember is it's the internet and TikTok especially. No one has a filter. No one really thinks about, you know, what they're saying or, like, the ramifications. So, like, put-downs like that are going to come. Like, there's absolute freaks out there. Yeah. So, I wasn't all that surprised by it, to be honest. No. There that were... place is a market for just freaks, isn't it? Like, I'm sorry for anyone who likes the, the platform, but holy smoke, some of the shit, just on the few videos that we've had on there that have blown up, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just don't get it. The The whole concept of... It's quite funny, though. It, oh, it is very funny. 
I've, I've been pissing myself all week. And I've actually had a few girls on there come to our defence going like, what the fuck is wrong with all these women? Like, I like it personally down there. Don't call me a fucking child. And I was like, yeah, well, there you go. Like, I guess everyone... Yeah, boys, I, I want to admit something to the group and it's very relevant and I'm throwing myself under the bus here. But out of all the years that I've had you, this is the bushiest I've ever been. And it's been a long winter. <laughs> it's, it's lockdown and I just cannot be fucked. And that's just being completely honest. So there you have it. I threw myself under the bus. Well, that's good on you. But another another comment another comment was said by a woman that said just do whatever makes you feel happy and I totally agree with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, at all. well, at the moment, what what makes me feel happy at the moment is doing fuck all. Like, no, it's just at home lockdown. I don't really give a fuck. So hey, let's, I'm happy to roll with that for now, Dan. Let's say later this week you get a date though. What are you going to do about it? You going to leave it? Oh, mate, I'll be getting the clippers out straight away. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, there's enough about that. Um, I was actually really impressed with what happened in the Olympics, um, even before the opening ceremony. The men's Australian soccer team beat Argentina 2-0. Did anyone else here watch that? Um, I've, I've looked into it, and there was an early red card for the Argentinian team that happened early in the first half. And yeah. apparently it was a bit of a dodgy one, and they weren't all that happy about it. So they oh. actually played the game with 10 men in the second half. So the Aussies got lucky, but I feel like for once, Australia, the Australian soccer team had a bit of luck, which is good. Actually, do you know what? I watched the mini version of the game. Seven Plus had it, and I watched it last night. And I have That's to. That's ideal. Yeah. yeah, and guess what? The red card came in the 45th minute, so it wasn't that early. It was halfway through the game. And from the highlight reel, I'm, and this is without a word of a lie, it looked like the scoreline should have been 6-1 Australia. We hit the bar three times and a, like, unbelievably good attack. It was amazing. And the guy... Oh, bloody good. Yeah, and the guy that got sent off, he had actually gone down twice in the first half in regards to what we spoke about a few weeks ago in, you know, how soccer, it's the worst part of their game. He'd go down yeah. after he got tackled, rolling around, making an absolute scene, trying to get a free kick. The ball would come back to him, and all of a sudden he was back up on his feet, and there's nothing wrong. That's disgusting. I hate that. Yeah. And then, yeah, he was elbowing and nudging someone in the box, and there yeah, the ref just went, you know what? Maybe he 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 put all three of those instances together and just went, nah, one yellow card, two yellow cards, you're gone. But it, either yeah. way, it was a great game. I wonder whether the refs are a bit trigger happy in the Olympics, though, because we got our fair share of yellow cards in that game as well, and some of them looked a little bit innocuous to me. So. Um, I don't know. It's a well, tough one because you're, you're at the start of a campaign that potentially, what have you got, three games in the group stages and then you've got to go off to your knockout stages. And the guys are handing out red cards, not red cards, sorry, yellow cards like lollies. And I'm just concerned that even for us, I think we got four or five in the end in the match. Um, mm. And what the ramifications for that could be later on down the track. If, I mean, we talk about it being a good start for the tournament, which it was. And that goal, um, the last goal that we scored was an absolute blinder. Loved it. But, uh, you know, what happens, I know, obviously, there's a quick turnaround. We've played Spain now and lost 1-0, which I think, for, from a scoreline perspective, probably was a little bit um, a little bit gratifying to us because they had all of the play, pretty much. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just potentially what could happen later on down the track in the tournament. And that's sport, and that's why we, we like it, and we bet on it, and we sit mm-hmm. at the edge of our seats and enjoy it. So. Yeah. I love that point. That we didn't enjoy much, though. Yeah. 
I sat up you... watching, not sat up, sorry. I sat there watching Ash Barty play tennis the other day. Yeah, I didn't watch oh, that. Oh, wasn't that disappointing? What happened? I didn't watch nah. it. Fill me in. Well, 54 unforced errors to the opponent, like six or something like that. Her opponent, no, it might be 13. I might be talking shit numbers there. Um, her opponent was seated like 49th, or it's like ranked 49th in the world. No one ever thought she had a chance. And then the commentators are saying, oh, you know, this this court is bouncier than, than what the courts they've been used mm. to playing on is and all this sort of shit. So fuck off. Don't make fucking excuses. She's had an absolute nightmare of a game. Mm. Like, I just couldn't believe some of these balls she was hitting out and smacking balls into the net. That's just not the Ash Barty we're used to. Hey, how, how long? Well, how, sorry, Mike. Sorry, Dan, to cut you off because yeah. we're, we're sort of guessing when we're going to talk here. But I will say that, you know, they talk about the Ash, uh, the Barty party. Has Barty actually had a party after winning Wimbledon? That's, and that's a, the reason why she's, she's pulled up short. Is what I was going to say as well. I reckon she might be a bit underdone. Yeah. Well, it's a short turnaround. That's the other thing you got to remember. How long? Like it's a very short turnaround. How long ago was it that she won it? Wimbledon was only like a week ago or something. Yeah, so she's probably still fucking hungover. Surely, she's probably. Well, the, the, the question the question that I'd, I'd want to ask is how seriously are these tennis players actually taking an Olympic tournament? Because you know, from what I see, like they just do not give a stuff. Like all the best players in the world aren't there competing. So for Barty to even want to compete after coming off a Wimbledon win, I think you're going to give her credit for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any anything else interesting from the Olympics, guys, that you've you've noted? Well, the triathlon was the other day, and um, at the start of the triathlon field, there was actually a TV boat that was blocking half the field so they had a false start half of the um, racers jumped into the water and the other half literally would have hit the boat if they dived in at the same time really which was which was interesting i'm thinking to myself you know they've obviously had to employ a lot more people to get coverage because there's lots of different sports going on at the same time there's probably this journo boat that's out there with a camera on it who's going oh this, this shot would be awesome i'm gonna get the best shot here not realising that he's actually blocking half the competitors from jumping in the water, which oh, is an absolute fucking What nightmare. a colossal fuck-up that is. We had three competitors for Australia in the, in the race, and our highest finisher was 16th. So this guy, Jacob Bert Whistle, he got kicked while he was swimming, which isn't uncommon in triathlon, but yeah. he actually broke his nose. So by really? the time he left the water, he competed the rest of a triathlon with a broken nose, which is just... Wouldn't out of control. Wouldn't that make it impossible to breathe? Oh, pretty much. Not, not to mention the pain. Like, you imagine the impact of running. Mark, you're a runner. You understand? Yeah. Foot after foot after foot, running along, cruising oh, fast with yeah. a broken nose. That would just be un, untenable. Mm. Oh, well, that's crazy. That, that would have to be some form of record to do that. Like, yeah, get a broken nose just normally and just be sitting down is terrible. Like, Swimming through the water, like, oh, he would have been in so much pain. That's massive. I reckon give him a medal just for that. Mm. Hey, do you know what else last year? And the fact that he's Australian, give him a medal. Yeah. Take what we can get. Is that Mossy I can hear in the background? Yeah, we've got someone joining me here in lockdown. Fantastic. Hey, Moss. Welcome to Chats with Cats. We can't hear you. Hurry up. Hurry up. Oh, look, maybe we should do five seconds or something. Yeah, we will. Brilliant. All right, but 
something a little different. It's five seconds of lockdown. So get ready, guys. Love it. All right. Well, someone tell me who's going first. Mark can go first. All right, Mark. No worries. You ready? Name three things not to do. uh, Sorry, name three reasons not to go to an anti-lockdown rally. Uh, Because you'll prolong uh, the lockdown because you're a dickhead and an arsehole. Yeah, well, you know what? Well done, mate. You didn't even give me three, but you got it. Thanks. All right, Rick. Brilliant. Name three reasons to get a COVID vaccine. Because it's the right thing to do, because it's a health benefit, and because we need things to open up again. Well I'll give it to you. Uh, All right, Mark. Brilliant. Name three things yeah. you can't do in a home lockdown. Um, start argument. Um, uh, yeah, I've stopped it. Yeah, no, I'm not giving you that one. See ya. All right. Yeah, well. You know, I've had a good lockdown, so I can't complain. All right, Rick. Name three things you might hear your neighbour doing in lockdown. Uh, doing some DIY projects, rooting their missus and taking a dump. Oh, well, I'll give it to you. You ran out right. of time, but no worries. The, ha- the houses must be close together. So. Depends how hard he's fucking oh, his not, wife. Not where I live, but <laughs> down on the flat, yeah, you'd be right. All right. Mark, name three things yep. you're likely to see on the news during a lockdown. Um, COVID update, stupid dumb people rallying, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, not quite, son. All right, Rick. Name three things you shouldn't yell out of your front door during a lockdown. Um. I've got no idea. I live across the road from a reserve. No one can hear me. I can yell anything. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not giving it to you. Well done, boys. All right. Let's move on. Easier oh, in person. It is. And there's probably like a half second delay here. So you guys are getting 4.5 seconds. So yeah. to a disadvantage. All right. Um, Thanks for the excuse. Brilliant. Now, talking about our lockdowns, we got some good news today. Apparently, there's only one new case of uh, COVID in our little cluster, like you'd say, Mark. You know COVID- much about this guy, Dan? Out of interest, did you read into it? No, no, I was at work all day, so I, I only just saw the headline. So if you'd like to fill me in, you can. There's um, some information about him came out in the press conference today. So he's an 82-year-old man who's part of the Tennessee Creek winery cluster or whatever, but he um, they've given him the option to um, take respite in some care facility, but his wife has opted to actually stay there with him. She's not currently infect- infected. But at 82 years old, let's hope that you know he, he recovers and everything. But she's running a huge risk, and they said yeah, that wow. she basically has said that we've been we've been married for so long. I'm not going to make this cause of spend time apart. So that's pretty interesting, I thought. Mm, that's like, and uh, uh, is she vaccinated at all? Like, what's the the details there? Oh, I'm not sure, and I don't have her undies either. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> That's very bad, though. Like, imagine if she dies from that. Like, he's going to feel terrible. Oh, oh, absolutely. The risk is there, definitely. But I guess it goes to show if you love someone that much and you've been together so long and, you know, they're towards the back end of their lives anyway, I guess, and they're going, well, we're just going to stick, stick by one another, which I thought. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's either really crazy if she does die or it's one of those really nice stories that, you know, love conquers all, unless she does. Yeah, that's sad. No, we're going to hope she doesn't get it and doesn't die. But she's definitely going to get it. 100% she's going to get it. 
she's going to be in there for 14 days with him. So, yeah, fingers crossed for her. Now, did who caught all the, the shit that was going down in Sydney with that uh, anti-lockdown rally? That was an absolute grace, and I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing. For those people to do that, and it, like the very reason they're protesting is the reason that they're probably going to end up being in like a longer lockdown. I honestly was like just dumbfounded by that. That is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. I know we're doing it tough, but I know Sydney are in particular because they've you know been in a, a month lockdown. But I was so like annoyed when I saw that. Mm, so was I. And then when I saw people hurling bricks and bottles at horses. Cops mounted on horses and it's hitting the cops' helmet and whatever. I was thinking, fuck, like, if you're going to be dumb enough to fucking go to a rally, go to it. But if you get told to go home by a fucking swarm of police, don't go, like, throwing bricks. You Like, that is just an idiotic person with no fucking brain. Like, you've already got no brain by going at yeah. your house and doing that. That's the yeah. stupidest. Well, the very, the very thing you can't do in this situation is have large groups of people together. Like, that's literally what causes it. And a rally, a protest, is exactly that. So I'm just really pissed off. Rick, what do you think? I think it's ridiculous. And this whole pandemic has just highlighted to me how intelligent some parts of our world and community are and how absolutely retarded some parts of the world and community are. I 100% agree with that. That is, that, got, that is actually a perfect summary. I couldn't agree more with that. It is so true. Oh, some of the shit and junk that I've seen from people that I'm friends with on Facebook and follow is like um, someone from where I grew up down in the southeast posted the other day, if you guys think that you're going to stop me from moving around the community with this lockdown, you're trying to take our liberties away from us, there's no virus, wake up, people, all this crap. It's like, no, you're an idiot. Mm. Like, oh, just don't understand how people can think on a mass level that the whole world is in this big conspiracy and, you know, they're trying to minimise the population and all this sort of stuff. It's like, get fucked, you idiot. You're just so dumb. Yeah. I was, I was actually talking to one of my mates who's a big conspiracy theorist and he was sending me all this stuff and I tried to sit on the fence as much as I could and take it in and try and see it from his point of view. And a lot of the stuff he was saying was like, you know, they're trying to get us uh, to take over us. It's going to be rich versus poor. And it just it doesn't calculate to me how this is ever going to happen because if you're, say, part of the rich, you're going to have some sort of extended family, whether that's your brother, cousin or whatever, that's in the poor, you're not going to allow it to happen whether you're in power or not, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like whether you're part of fucking all these groups they say are underground and conspiring against us, it just didn't make any sense to me. So it'd be interesting to get, I don't know, like someone to give yeah, us... A- I mean, what what Rick was saying, Dan, like about, you know, your friends commenting on Facebook, like you, you see some of the stuff that these people are posting and you're like, why am I even friends with you anyway? Like, you are fucking crazy. And another point is conspiracy theories. There's going to be conspiracies about anything big, like 9-11, conspiracy, COVID, conspiracy. There's always going to be a conspiracy created about anything. Yeah, absolutely. That truly affects the world. That's the thing. And do you – and oh, fuck, I just lost my train of thought there. I was just going to say, oh, yeah, he, he was – um. I've seen a lot of TikToks as well where people are saying 
the government have said this, but then I found this on their website and it's from like 2016 and I'm thinking like, hang on, if the government didn't want you to have that information, they wouldn't put it on their fucking website. Like if, and they try and twist a document into something that it's not. And to me, I just it blows my mind that someone can, instead of looking at that document in the way it's written, they twist it and, and change it and it, it just blows my mind. I can't, I can't understand it all. Yeah, the other thing with it all is, all of these people have got these whacked out fucking sideways ideas about things. They've got better access to each other now. That's the thing that makes this pandemic so much worse than all of the other stuff that's Absolutely. ever happened before. Mm-hmm. Because previously, like even 9-11 conspiracy theories, right? Lots of people thought that there was something going on. But across the whole, like the whole world, they didn't all have direct access to one another as much as we do today. You could yeah. literally post an idea on Facebook and reach everyone in the world if you post it and tag it right. And then, you know, it just breeds all this insecurity around, oh, maybe the government is trying to get me and maybe this. And so, all right. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. Absolutely. Crazy. Uh, you, you're making a great point. Any Anyone out there, like a nobody, can give so many millions of people they can literally plant an idea in so many people's heads about how they think and, you know, how this whole thing's working and it just manifests and just grows and it's fucked that anyone can do that. I know. And you know what? Yeah, and they're putting other people's lives at risk. That's the thing. Like, don't mm. get vaccinated. Okay, why? Like, it's just stupid. Yeah. Everyone should just get vaccinated. Let's get out there and enjoy some level of normality again. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely. And most of these people have been vaccinated before and are alive because they have been. You know, like the measles, yeah. chicken pox. Like, and you know what? They don't trust the one government that actually taught them everything they know anyway. They went through their schooling system and they're now saying, hang on, nah, you actually want the worst for me. Well, they don't at all. You're an idiot. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're out on Wednesday. We're free as a bird because guess what? We did the right fucking thing. So... We're going to be able to have a podcast next week. We're going to have our Monday and Sunday episodes again. It's going to be very fun. What's the first thing you're going to do once you're out of lockdown, Mark? Because you've been locked away for a week now. Um, well, guys, as you know, last week I had a major injury. Um, footy, so I was missing two to three years initially, and then I found out it was about a two to three-week injury. So I'm hoping that's not too bad, and I can maybe go on a little bit of a jog with Rick. Uh, Get me uh, leg back to normal, get out playing footy and um, back doing our podcast, which we just love to do. Beautiful. Hey, we, should, we should probably start talking about running together. Stop yeah. talking about running no, together and actually I, start doing it again. Yeah, I, I miss it, Rick, a lot. Hey, do you know just what? Like I miss you, mate. Out of the 20-odd podcasts that we've done, I reckon you guys have talked about running together six or seven times. How many times have you actually gone for a run? Just the one, but it was a good one. Okay. Oh, it was a, it was an amazing one, and that's why we can't wait for the second one, Dan. Hey guys, who could you be if you kept running? <laughs> oh, what? This is going to be so hard. It is. So what I might do is I'll just take a break between everything. So if there is a delay, you guys have got a chance to answer. Yeah. All right. Who can I be now? I was born in. Okay. Ca- you ready? Okay. Yeah. I was born in Canada on June ninth, nineteen sixty one. My family lived in various cities and towns across Canada because of my father's career. I attended, I attended Burn, Burnaby Central Secondary School, and that now has a theatre named after me. Dan Reynolds. No. 
At age 15, I starred in the Canadian television series Leo and Me. In 1979, at the age of 18, I moved to Los Angeles to further my acting career. I was discovered by producer Ronald Shedlow and made my American television debut in the television film Letters From. All right. My first feature film roles were Midnight Madness in 1980 and the class of 1984 in 1982. Shortly after, I was in Young Republican. I won, an, uh, won three M- – uh, sorry, I was in Family Ties, the TV show, and won three Emmy Awards for in 1986, 1987 and 1988. I also won a Golden Globe Award in 1989. I also, yes, it was. Well done. How'd you get that? Brilliant. Um, that fucking movie that you mentioned, and I remembered Family Ties. That's the one. Sorry, the TV show. Um, I remembered. I knew the Canadian thing because years. And, uh, I don't want to tell you why. Actually, I was a bit when we found out that he had Parkinson's. We used to send it up a little bit before, but I was very young and stupid, and oh, no. um, yeah. Silly, silly stuff. So oh. I remember we did a bit of research and found out that. So that Mate, triggered me and family five. To it, Rick. Yeah, well, well you know, you you got to come come clean. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you make mistakes. It's the folly of youth. You do silly things and say silly things. Never really put it in the public sphere until now. So I've actually just aired my dirty laundry on the podcast, which is great. So, oh, well, um, brave, but very brave, brave, brave thing you're doing, Rick. Maybe just cut this whole segment out. <laughs> no, no. no, we never do that. We leave it in. Uh, hey, uh, very good. Hey, just a, a quick one. Do you know how many yeah. gold medals we've got so far? Yeah, uh, two gold, one silver, three bronze, is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm asking you. I really don't know. I don't know. Before, before we went on the pod, I listened to, uh, you know, the, the radio and heard it on that and I also looked up online at the odds and our line of over under medals is 12.5 $2.22 for over $1.67 for under so I think we're running a little bit behind oh, no. one gold. Ash Barty fucked me up I, I was expecting that's a third gold medal there the one. Yeah. That's, that's probably what took it from 11 point, uh, 12.5 down to 11. So you guys are on 11 hey and I'm on 16. It looks like you guys might have this in the box seat to be honest yeah, you, well, you're the one that's relying too heavily on Australia being great. So. Hey, well, they beat Argentina 2-0. They are great. We are great. That's what yeah. we are. Do you know what I found interesting? I don't know how much you've actually consumed of the Olympics and watched any of the sporting events, and especially some of the stuff in the pool. I watched the other day um, a guy with the same last name as me, actually, Jack McLaughlin. Did you see his swim? No, I have to be honest, no. Uh, all right. Should I say so yes, though, just like, just for the podcast? No, whatever. There was um, <laughs> two Australians swimming in the event. I think it was a 200-meter. I can't recall exactly. No, it was a 400-meter. My apologies. And um, one of the Australians goes out, and he was leading for the first probably half the race, and then the field changed dramatically. And this other Australian who was racing out of lane two, which traditionally people will know, Lane two, you haven't actually run the best qualifying and you're stuck in the bloody boondocks. Yeah. And then there's another swimmer in lane eight, so completely opposite side of the pool. And he was from 
I want to say Tunisia, but I think that's wrong. From a really obscure, not a swimming nation that you'd normally associate with swimming greatness anyway. And this Australian bloke ends up getting beaten by like 0.16 of a second or maybe less than that by this dude from this buck Idaho nowhere country. He's 18 years old. It's his first Olympics. And the Australian bloke, they're like, oh, and he's won such a great swim to get second place. And I'm like, we never used to be like that as a country. I reckon we used to be like, oh, how fucked is that? You know, if someone's got a second or, or a bronze. Um, I think it's just Emma McKeon or one of the female swimmers got bronze the other day. And she's like, oh, that's the best I could have hoped for. No, it's not. Oh, get so gold. So that's so why you're there. You're at the fucking Olympics to be the best. Go and get gold for your country. I agree. Uh, here, Rick, I think it's time we as a country stop settling for mediocrity a little bit. I think it's time to turn things up. Well, I think we used to have such higher standards, is my point. I think I always remember uh, we used to get so excited about gold. We used to know everyone who was competing at the Olympics. I remember sitting around the TV as a family, cheering on the Aussies to come and get gold and all that sort of stuff. And really disappointed when they didn't, just because the expectation was we're going in the pool and we're going to, you know, we'll have six or seven medals before yeah, the swimming events are over. Hang on, maybe and now it's like maybe we're the North Melbourne what? of the AFL right now, the Australian in Olympics with swimming. And you know, when North Melbourne beats someone like Melbourne, they go, Jesus Christ, that's that's unbelievable. But if they lose by ten points, they've done a good job. Maybe that's how everyone's seeing us. Do you agree? Well, yeah, it's a shame. I know we're about to wrap things up, but I remember getting into the Olympics, you know, as a kid, Sydney 2000. And a little bit of trivia before we go for you two, because, Dan, you're going to be on the receiving end this time. How old was Lethal Jones when she won gold at Sydney 2000? And how old was Thorpe when he won gold at Sydney 2000? I'm going to say 17 and 19. Yeah, and Rick? Uh, Lisa Jones would have been oh that's a good question I reckon she was young hey? I reckon she might have been 16 and Ian Thorpe I reckon would have been in his 20s 23 24 oh, um, Rick very good guess with Lisa she was 15 and then well done on Paul Peter he was 17 wow wow that's so uh, young yeah. that's such a great effort crazy wow. yeah yeah, you underappreciate the, the sacrifices they do as well because being a teenager, you're giving up a lot to be an Olympian. Absolutely. Mm. All right, guys. Oh, well, well, there you go. That's a bit of a wrap-up. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, well, there's not going to be a Sunday one this week, guys, so you're going to have to hold your breath until next Wednesday. Uh, we should be back for recording then if no one fucks up and we don't have anyone leaking out of quarantine again. So, uh, Well, then, we didn't, you know, we didn't go protest and start riding, so maybe we'll put ourselves in a good position, unlike some other oh, That's it. Oh, Rick, don't say we didn't go riding. There was one bloke driving down Port Road with a uh, megaphone saying, stop the lockdown. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, he, he that's pretty hectic up. for Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a few dickheads in every state. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, till next week, I'll see you then. All right. No worries. Have fun. See you boys soon. Bye. See ya.